Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. Today we have Fernando Tatis' suspension, Otani doing more Babe Ruth things, and the struggling Yankees right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as you would expect, I'm with our guy Brig. Welcome, Brig. How are you this fine evening? I'm tired, Brad. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably tired of the Yankees losing. That, hey, oh, that is what I meant, though. Goodness. That's exactly We'll what get there. We will get there. Um, okay. But first, first things first, we have to get to the biggest and most astonishing news of the weekend and that is Fernando Tatis Jr. was suspended for a whole 80 games for testing positive for PEDs in particular a steroid name uh, called Clostebol I believe is how you say it I don't know I went through five years yeah. of working in a pharmacy just going a show yeah like my favorite was um was this drug it's it's prilosec you know for heartburn it's it's pronounced omeprazole but we used to call it omeprazoles because of how it's spelled yeah so yeah all all kinds of stuff like that so anyway um so this is this is an anabolic steroid i have to go through this break because i feel like it's very important that people understand what exactly is going on here and what he and probably his agent were trying to pull over on the general public okay go so first things first let's talk about this let's talk about ringworm what is ringworm Ringworm, for those of you who don't know, do not confuse it with a hookworm or a tapeworm. It is a, actually a fungal infection. It's not a worm at all. Um, wrestlers, anybody who's wrestled in like high school or anything is familiar with ringworm because you can get it from the mats because it's transmitted through your sweat. His dad said he got it from getting a haircut. Plausible. Um, you could you could get, a, get ringworm from getting a haircut from unsanitized equipment. So that's realistic. How do you treat ringworm, though? You get an antifungal cream, lotion, or powder. Uh, you can get Lamisil. Or do you remember John Madden with, boom, tough actin' tenactin. Tough actin' tenactin'. Yeah, That's you can right. use tenactin' to clear up a ringworm. And where do you get those things? Literally anywhere. Go down to Walmart. <laughs> like, there was that meme going around, right? Where uh, where somebody pulled the moment where Tatis and Machado were going at each other in the dugout last year. It says, Lotraman is $10 down at Walmart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Go to Walmart, spend $10 and get your Lotrimin. Okay. Now, this is where I think that his agent or whoever came up with the story was really trying to pull a fast one. Okay. Okay. So let's look at Clostebol or however you say it. What is it? It's an anabolic steroid. Okay. What is it used for? Getting huge. That's what anabolic steroids are meant for. Getting big. Okay. And where do you get it? Not in the U.S. legally. By no stretch of the amount. It's not a U.S. product. If you have right. a U.S. Pro- if you are using it in the United States, it is illegal because it's been pulled over across the border. Uh, I was talking with a pharmacy, a pharmacist friend of mine who I had worked with for a number of years. I was talking to him the other day. I said, what is this? Like, it's an anabolic steroid, right? Like, there's no reason for him to have ever said that he was using this for ringworm. He's like, and he thought I was talking about a different product, which I'll get to in just a minute. But then later, he, and then when he finally realized, he's like, oh, that's not autocorrect going from this product to this one. He's like, uh, yeah, no. It, he's like, I saw it when I was in Mexico. You can get it over the counter in Mexico. So there's that. Right? Good. Yes. Really Good easy. Know. It's easy to get if you live in San Diego. Um, uh, yeah. But so this is what he kept. Like This is what he thought I kept trying to type. But autocorrect or just stupidity was correcting me on this. Clobetazole. Now, what is clobetazole? It is a corticosteroid, and not an anabolic steroid. A corticosteroid. Okay. What is it used what for? What does that used... mean, Brad? Okay. <laughs> so anabolic steroids. Well, I'm gonna, I'm getting there, Brig. So remember, okay, anabolic okay, steroids okay. are meant for meant to get get you huge, right? Yes, yes. Bulk up, get strong. Corticosteroids are used to treat itching, swelling, and other irritation. Ah. Okay. And where do you get it? You get it with a prescription. You go tell your doctor, say, hey, I'm having issues with an itch, got a rash on my skin. And the doc says, okay, try this clobetazole. Now, those are 
two really similar they're really similar in spelling right yeah so so i was asking him so when he thought i was i was talking about clobetazole he's like it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense he's like maybe it's really really itchy you would use it then to help with with the itching and stuff he's like but it doesn't make sense to use a corticosteroid for ringworm right now because it's topical well right but so is so is what you would put on yeah okay yeah, right. anyway. Tactic, it's all topical, yeah okay, right yeah, yeah. And you yeah. can use you can use anabolic steroid gels, right? Right, you exactly. Gels and creams. That's that's what they talked about with Barry Bonds is that he was using the cream or whatever they're saying. So that's yep. that's plausible as well. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because I feel like somebody was like, Oh, we'll just tell him it was a corticosteroid. That you know, that it was that you were putting a, a steroid on it. It's like, okay, no that is not the same thing right it's it's a different kind of drug and and it's almost like it's almost like somebody was like hey it's really itchy go down to the store and maybe he was in mexico or in the dr or wherever right and yeah and they're like get some clobetazole to help with the itching some idiot lackey goes down there cannot pronounce pronounce clobetazole misreads clobetazole on a piece of paper and gets clostebol instead. Now, I am not giving Fernando Tatis Jr. any benefit of the doubt. I'm saying if this was an accident, this is what this is how it would have happened. Sure. Right? That okay. being said, his trainer knows what's going on in his body. Right? Yeah. Like 1000% knows exactly what he's using. So that's yeah. why I'm like, mm, no, they, but they did. I'm thinking they did try to pass it off for clobetazole as this corticosteroid instead of an anabolic steroid, you know? So, yeah, it, it is kind of funny though, how it's like these two products so close together in name and similar in, um, drug type application. Yeah. Drug type. Yeah. 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 And, and topical application as well. But yeah, no, it's just, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I was like, I was laughing about this all weekend long, Brick. Legitimately. Well, you're laughing about it. The rest of us are angry. <laughs> well, and I, for good reason, too. I feel like people should be angry about this because I feel like it's it's not only bad for Tatis uh, for obvious reasons because he's going to miss sure. out on 80 games. It's bad for the Padres because they're not going to get him all this year and into next year as well, right? No they're doubt. They're missing out on one of the game's premier young stars. But for that reason, it's also bad for baseball. Yep. Because he was the face of baseball like a year ago. He was on the cover of MLB The Show, 21. Yeah, like, what do you do now? I don't know. You can't just issue a, an apology and well, move on. I mean, you have to, but you can't. it's not going to fix everything. Right, and you can't just be like, oh, it was my bad. Like, I thought no. it was something else. Like, no, the, we, we all know this is a huge issue, and that's why if... So if anybody's wondering how big an issue this is, just look at all the people coming out to talk about it. Like out right. of the woodwork, people want to talk mm-hmm. about it and weigh in on this. A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, who is known for having cheated. Right. He came out. He came out. He came out and said he's, <laughs> quote, heartbroken over this news. And he hoped that younger guys would learn from his example. And while on the one hand, that is a really great PR line, bud. Like, we're really happy PR for you. <laughs> it's so good. But at the same time, like, knock it off. Okay? You're still the bad guy. Just leave it alone. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not buying it. But, yes, we should learn from your mistakes. But you you don't get to be the one to say that. You're not a saint in this situation, A-Rod. Back off. Somebody else comes forward and say, hey, don't do what A-Rod did. Don't do what Robbie Cano did. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's what, so here we are. We're going to be the ones to tell you that. Don't listen to A-Rod. Take the message. But in this case, shoot the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is crazy though. So this, this is crazy to me that like he's getting busted so early in his career. Like yeah. Robbie Cano was a little bit over the hill when he got busted the first time. The yeah. second time he was like down to the bottom of the hill. Now he's like out wherever and cannot play without steroids. Right. Like right. legitimately yeah. cannot play without steroids. Arod right. was kind of the same way towards the end of his career. Like after the second time I was like, okay, like I see what you're doing and what you're chasing here. It's going to take you longer than you think to get there. But at the same time, like, okay, like 
yeah, whatever. And I said the same thing, Jewel. He's my co-host of the Seattle Baseball Together podcast, as you know, Brig. And uh, he was talking about how the Mariners should bring back Nelson Cruz at the beginning of this year. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, that dude, first off, is way too old to be on a team that young. Like, I understand you're saying it's veteran presence. But at the same time, like, no, I don't want that dude. And plus, if he's having any kind of resurgence, he is a known steroid user in the past. There's a good chance he could be on it again and then you lose him yeah you know and and jules argument was like well i mean then he's just like gone forever you don't have to deal with him anymore right and then you just bring it somebody to replace him it's like but there's a whole clubhouse dynamic that's set up that's being ruined right that's right yeah so uh yep it's my it's biggest interesting. my initial reaction to this was that you let robbie cano in the clubhouse for 15 minutes and now look yes. what happened yeah. <laughs> I stand by that. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I, and that's the I, same thing with Nelly Cruz. Like, you just don't let, you just can't let it happen with what you got going on because it's so good. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was an excellent point when you said that. Like, man, Robbie Cano comes in for 15 minutes and look what happens for sure. So, well, and the thing that I thought was absolutely crazy too with this whole thing was that the response of the teammates that basically are just like, we don't want him. Yeah, we don't need that. him around. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. They, yeah, we're gonna win decided, anyway. They've decided the juice just isn't worth the squeeze when it comes to him, which is crazy. It's not crazy. So he, here's what's crazy. You so you get a guy super young, super mm. immature. We all know that. Right. But wildly good at baseball. Like crazy good. And you're thinking, okay, whatever. So then he makes his first big mistake. And he gets in a motorcycle accident and he breaks his wrist, and now he can't play baseball. Still, I do not understand where in these contracts there is not protection for stupidity. So there is. The the Padres could have voided his contract if they wanted to. They didn't have to, right. but if they wanted to, because of the motor- motorcycle accident, they could have voided it because there are clauses against things like that, against dangerous activities. And yep. if they go do stuff like that and they get injured, they if they go do it without getting injured, they can void their contract. If they had found out that he was riding a motorcycle in December before he Reckless. crashed and broke yeah. his broke his wrist, they could have been like, okay, you're done. Or I yeah. guess it would have been November because he can't do that in, November, in December this last year. But anyway. Okay, but what about this PED thing? Okay, so I actually, I was listening to Samson today, and he talked about this. Good, Because right? I asked Samson. Did you? I sent him a direct message, and I said, in light of the, t- I'll read it to you. Because okay. he didn't respond back. So if he talked about it on his show, I want to hear it. That's probably why he Here's- didn't respond. Perfect. Here's what I said. I said, David, in light of the Tatis situation, why aren't contracts written with clauses that protect the club when off-field actions negatively impact players' ability to fulfill their contractual obligations? Am I alone in feeling that it's absurd that a 14-year, $340 million extension does not include include a mess-around-and-find-out stipulation? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, that's edited for our family, but... I was very, I'm still upset. (laughs) So there is the, right. There is a clause for, and and he specifically said this, like, like what I just said, there is a clause for dangerous activities, right. As far as like riding a motorcycle, things like that, there is a clause for that, but what there is not a clause for is PEDs. They've tried, they've tried to get a clause for specifically for testing positive for PEDs that they can avoid a contract. And guys have called for it too. Justin Verlander has been very vocal about this. Yeah, he has. And but did Samson answer why they're not happening? Is it a PA he thing? Did. He did. He said that the Players Association said that it doesn't take, basically, it doesn't take much to fake a positive. That if you've got a guy on a 12-year deal and six years in starts not playing well, and you're like, golly, we just, we're, we're bogged down with this contract. We can't afford to pay anybody. We can't attract any free agents on a discount. What do we do to get out of this albatross? Hmm. We mm. put a little bit of a squirt of what is it, Clostebel, in his P test. Comes back positive. He's suspended. We void the contract. That's what the Players Association is worried about. And that's why they won't do it. It's a legitimate concern. It is a honest. legitimate concern, especially with everything we read in Bloodsport. Yeah. It is an absolutely valid oh, concern. Man. No kidding. No. <laughs> Baseball family, if you still have not read Bloodsport, 
you've got to go do it. We'll put a link in the doobly-doo so you can get on Amazon and order yourself a copy because it is so, so good. We did it on audiobook. The audiobook was phenomenal. Um, so anyway, if, if you have Audible or one of the others, jump on there and do it. Here's what I love. Jonathan Papelbon, former Red Sox pitcher, he said that he would throw at Tatis every single time he got a chance. He's like, I don't care if it walked in a run. It doesn't matter. Didn't he throw an A-Rod every chance he got to? Yep. <laughs> every single time. So you know he's good for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to back this up. <laughs> he's not. But it's interesting. Talk. It's interesting because he's like of the old school. Yeah. And the guys yeah. these days aren't. Uh, right. well, he's, I feel them. like he's like the last of the old guard, right? Totally. And I know he's not. Like he's not around anymore, but no, he was one of the last, the last of the old card. Because every yeah. the thing is, is like my thing is, I ha- having been hit in the head with a fastball, it sucks. I don't want anybody to get hit in the head with a fastball. I think it's dumb to throw baseballs at each other, but also I think part of the reason is that like these guys are such friends. They come up through the system, they get moved around and traded, they play travel ball together. Like everybody knows each other pretty much. Like, yeah. You want to throw at each other. <laughs> They're going no. out to dinner after the game. You don't have to address that over dinner. Exactly. <laughs> so that which is why it's noteworthy the guy like Papelbon is who had a huge career, right? In Boston is gonna say, like, I don't care. Like yeah. that's that's what's such a big deal about this is in the mind of the players. Like you said, all the San Diego players are like, get him out. We we're done. We've had it. We don't need him. Yeah. Yep. It's anyway. It's crazy. Anyway, let's move on. I think we've talked enough about about Fernando Tatis. Okay, let's talk about Otani. I actually have wow. the Mariners game on there right now. They're playing the Angels. Otani is pitching and uh, struggling, um, which so I'm fine with that tonight. But he has <laughs> not struggled much this year to the point that he is he and Babe Ruth himself are the only players ever to have at least 10 home runs and 10 wins in the same season. Babe Ruth did it in 1918. Um, Otani accomplished the feat Tuesday, August 9th, against the Oakland Athletics. He pitched six scoreless innings and hit his 25th home run. Um, According to the Angels, two players from the Negro Leagues also did it. Bullet Rogan of the 1922 Kansas City Monarchs, that is a 1922 name, and Ed Ryle (laughs) of the 19... 27 Detroit Stars. Uh, he also passed Ichiro for the second most home runs all time by a Japanese born player. Matsui has 175. I have a feeling he's going to pass Matsui. Yeah, you like, know that's right. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I mean, in case you're wondering, Otani's the real deal. He's very good at baseball. I have a question for you, Brig. Okay. Um, if Otani's career ended tonight, if like say, cause he's, he's kind of having, like I said, he's kind of having a rough night, rough night against the Mariners, giving up a few runs and a bunch of hits already in the second and third inning. Um, if he were to just be like, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of being in Anaheim. I'm going back to Japan. I retire from major league baseball today, this moment. Would he be a hall of famer already? In a short career. Yes. He's on the wow. ballot minimum. Well, yeah, he'd be on the ballot. because I don't know that he's... Point. Yeah, I don't know that he's first year. Uh, but I'll bet within the window, he makes it in. I mean, the guy's impact on the game, cross-culturally, uh, between sports... I mean, he's he's reshaping the brand of the organization. It this goes way beyond performance, uh, with but he has the performance to back it up. I mean, he's he's tying records and breaking records that have stood since 1918. I mean, this is insane. It's truly insane. It's truly remarkable. If he gives it up at the end of the season, yes, he makes it into the Hall of Fame, probably on his fifth or so year. So I think that he would. I think he would be first ballot. Just I think so. For, yeah, for the reason that the only the only person you can compare him to is the legend of Babe Ruth. 
Yeah. If there is only one person who's ever done what he's done, and he's already he's had he's his first year was in 2018. He played 100 games, yeah. 104, 106. He played 44 in 2020, and then last year was the first year he actually played an entire season. Um, in that time, for people to be like, the only other guy who's ever done this is Babe Ruth. Right. The only person to have ever done this is Babe Ruth. Yeah. There was no power hitting pitcher who every fifth day came up and hit a double or a home run every every once in a while, even. Yeah. Like right. think about that for a little while. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like I feel like that's why he would get in first ballot. Well, and there's also there's, the recency bias. Right. There is there is that, but I think beyond that though, that people understand what he's doing. Yeah, they do. Kind, Especially and, the and voters, only, but only right, but only like kind of at that point, though, because it hasn't been done for a hundred years. Nobody else has done it. Exactly, nobody's been able to figure it out. So, right, I, I, I say, yeah, I think it. you're right. I think he he goes in. I I like your argument for first round, first ballot. I like that. Yeah, fortunately, I think that he's got a lot of years left. Yeah, he's 28. I think we'll see him for at least another 10 years. So. Wow. I think you're right. He, six to ten. Six to ten? Yeah. Th- this is my thing with Otani is you look at look just look at the way he moves. You can tell that I, I feel like he has that Ichiro pliability thing. Yeah. It's gonna help very his fluid. longevity. Yeah, yeah. He's very everything he does is very smooth. And I feel like a lot of that comes from pliability. So he's the elbow thing was an issue i think it's going to be resolved i think at this point it's resolved and i don't think that he's going to need tommy john a third time knock on wood right. um knock hard. His, his i feel like his his uh swing is going to age really well too so yeah his, we could that's see him for a, a good long time that's why i say six two ten because we're not going to see the same production out of him on the mound in six plus right but he can dh anywhere in the league anywhere yeah that's right 100 percent we just got rung up though. No, by Castillo. Oh, man. <laughs> Backwards K. Speaking of Castillo, let's go and talk to talk about the Mariners and the Yankees, Brig. I know this is the topic you've been really looking forward to tonight. One oh, thousand percent. So my Mariners Thousands. downed the Yankees last week, two games to one in a three game set in Seattle, which means for those of you keeping score at home, Brig owes all of us a pie in the face. I do. I do it. I do owe you a pie in the face. <laughs> Which it's puts coming us two a piece. Very excited what? about this break. Oh yeah, two, two pies a piece. Each. Yeah, 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 two pies yeah. each. Should have quit while I was ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there are plenty more pie bets coming. So there are. So this is this was the crazy thing about this series. Tuesday night we had Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo facing off, and this thing went scoreless into the thirteenth inning. It was crazy. It was. So stressful. Um, I could barely keep it together. I was losing my mind during this thing. We were messaging each other back and forth. Like (laughs) it was like, it was a gif. It was a meme. The entire situation was a meme. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Well, and then what was it after the 11th inning? I was like, well, shoot, I had to shower. You're like, you have 90 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Cause there was a commercial. (laughs) So I went and jumped in the shower and I made it back in time for, I don't know. I didn't miss much of the game. Nice quick shot. I didn't miss much. But but anyway, uh, the game did end in the bottom of the 13th. Um, For a all-star, Luis Torrens hit a (laughs) walk-off single to right field. Ridiculous. With one out. So it wasn't. So I did see that they, I don't know who was playing right field at that point for the Yankees. But uh, they did try to get the out at second. Did you see that? Tried to get the force at second? Yes. (laughs) So dumb. If there were two outs, yeah, it would have worked. It would have kept the run from scoring, but. Fortunately, there was only one out. Um, that's the longest game since the Ghost Runner has been implemented in twenty since twenty twenty. So yep. the Ghost Runner is working to shorten games, and I kind of have an appreciation for it after watching thirteen innings of a game that I was emotionally invested in. I I will say that I was too caught up in things to really care whether there was a Ghost Runner or not. I'm right. not going to say I was for or against it. Right, I just. I was I was pacing and panting too much to have really bothered to be upset. Right, exactly. And that's kind of the thing is that like 
you kind of lose track of the ghost runner, especially by the 13th inning. That totally. you're just like, okay, yeah, there's somebody there, whatever. Um, but I think that game might have kept going if there wasn't a ghost runner. I don't I think, think that right. would have ended it. So, okay, so let, we have to talk about this stupid Yankees problem really quick, and then we'll come back up and talk about the Mariners' awesomeness, okay? So, first of all, let's go through the injury list. Matt Carpenter, six to eight weeks out, broken foot. Michael King, uh, as of August 15th, out for the season, elbow. DJ LeMayhew's got a toe problem. He might come back tomorrow. We don't know. Probable. Miguel Castro, out till September 29th. Matt Carpenter, I mentioned. Zach Britton, September 2. Giancarlo Stanton, maybe this weekend, August 19th. Uh, Harrison Bader still not going to be in the lineup until September 1st, though his tribute to the St. Louis Cardinals fan base was pretty cool. He's already shaved and shorn, which is awesome. Wow. Yep. Chad Green, elbow, out for the season. Luis Severino, he's still dealing with that lat injury September 13th. These are big names, and a lot of these are pitchers, ladies and gentlemen. And that's a huge part of what the Yankees were so good, and now they're not. They're bad. In fact, in fact, uh, the Yankees have not won a series since July 29th through 31st. Whoa. Who was that against? I don't remember. And for the record, they did get shut out tonight. That, you know what, though? Like, you can't blame all that on pitching, though, because they haven't been scoring runs either. I know. Like, I know. I don't know what's going on with the Yankees. They trade right Joey Gallo at the deadline. <laughs> and suddenly win. nothing works. They get Benintendi in there. We know his arm isn't great. That's it, though. Still Has he gotten a hit yet? One. Or no, two, one maybe. It, it, it took him a while to get his first hit as a Yankee. Took way too long. Then... Since the All-Star break, the Yankees are a grand total of 8 and 14. Tonight's loss puts them at 72 and 44, lost two in a row. 8 and 14 since the break, Brad. That's pretty bad. It's so bad. Now obviously they're still 72 and 44. They still have first place tied up uh, by a lot. Houston- yeah, exactly. The East is 10 games back. Tampa Bay is still 10 games back. So they're still going to, I mean, they don't, there's no guarantees anywhere. Nobody's mathematically, you know, successful at this point. There are mathematical losers, but nobody's a mathematical winner yet. So we, we can't blame that. But it's just Rome is burning. And I hate that I was so on the nose early in the season, and then I got proven wrong, and now I'm right again? It's like so upsetting. So maybe if I say it again, that Rome is officially burning, it doesn't smell like smoke, and now it officially is burning, that they'll turn it around. Come on, boys. Because they could, because for a long time, they had the best record in baseball, and now they're, they have the fourth best record in baseball. You've got the Dodgers, who have been unbeatable of late, yeah. have yeah. 79 wins. Um, the Astros and Mets both have 75, then the Yankees have 72. So yep. that's significant ground that all those teams made up. Like, And the Braves they, even have 70. They do. And they were a mess early. They were a mess. They were a mess. They led the league in striking out. Like they, they were on pace. <laughs> they were on pace to set a major record, like by Huge. a long shot for strikeouts yeah. in a season. And now they're. They could very well play in the NLCS against the, the Dodgers again. For sure. They very well could. So, yeah. so, but the Mariners, though, are not bad. No, they're the, not bad. The Mariners, so the Mariners are in a good spot. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to be able to catch the Astros. There's no chance <laughs> no. of that. Like the Astros are, I, th- I feel like the Astros are the best team. I and mean, they're definitely the best team in the American League. I Easily. feel like the way they're playing, they're right up there with the Dodgers. They're a scary team. Yeah. Um, so the the Mariners are sitting in second place in the wild card. Actually, currently at this very moment, they're tied with the Blue Jays for the number one spot in the wild card because the Blue Jays lost to the Orioles seven to three. Tonight. Well, and Tampa Bay just beat the Yankees. That puts them at a tied spot for first place as well in the wild card. 
Isn't oh my that goodness, three way. So yeah, we have a, at this moment we have a three way <laughs> tie. If the Mariners oh, win, they'll get a half a game up on everybody. Oh so. wow, the Mariners could take that first wild card spot. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic. I think it's the spot that they need. Um, yeah. I I just I just don't want them to play Houston in the playoffs. Like oh, as much man. stress as it would be for us to be sitting here talking about it during the entire series for the Mariners yeah. and Yankees to play in like the division series, for right? Sure. Like that would just be, we would both be a mess the entire time. <laughs> just a complete That's disaster. the matchup that I want right now. Yeah, it is. It is. You stand a chance in that situation. Yeah, yeah exactly. But so, if you play Houston, it's over. Oh yeah, for sure. No chance to roll Houston. over. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but w- the problem, though, of late is the Mariners did lose two, to th- two out of three over the weekend against the Rangers, which um, in the Mariners group that I'm in on Facebook, somebody did point out, they're like, this team is not bad. They're not going to go on a slump. That's just the law of averages because they've owned the Rangers so far this season. They were due to lose a couple against them. So that kind of talked me a little bit off a cliff because I was really worried after the poor performance over the weekend but things are going well against the angels so far tonight and uh that's encouraging because the mariners do not play the angels well just historically and it's really frustrating being married to an angels fan so (laughs) there's that all right let's move on let's talk about tim anderson um so he's out with a torn hand ligament four to six weeks uh should get him back but his slash line this season he's been 301 339 395 with six home runs 25 rbis 13 stolen bases that's in 79 games he's a big deal for the white sox the white sox have been struggling like they just cannot figure it out they're 59 to 56 they've kind of upticked a little bit recently but i just don't they're not going to catch Cleveland or Minnesota. They're only a couple games back, but I just I don't think they're going to be able to be consistent enough to catch either of those teams. They're going to miss the playoffs again. And uh the thing that's crazy is they brought they brought in Tony Larusa to take them to the next level to win a World Series. Yeah, they did. And they're not just being victimized. They're not just the victim of these other teams being so good. No, they're it's not. not that. Cuz the division's not good. No. So that's not it. My question to you is what at what point do teams decide like all right <laughs> like could he have played through this we don't know let's classify it as that so that we can let's rehab him let's throw in the towel we'll just do so graciously and soft you know what i'm saying like are we yeah. there i feel like a mm-hmm. bunch of teams are there so let me tell you the point you get to that I feel like honestly, Boston is there. That's Boston is. They're only four and a half back in the wild card. Not that much. Not that much in the wild card. But with the teams up up above you, yeah, it's getting it's tough ground to make up. Because yes, they're four and a half back, but they're also one, two, three, four, five, six. There are six teams ahead of them. Who have to fall before they get there? So yeah, that's Baltimore that's, being one of them. I know, I know, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so that's good. absolutely outstanding. Like, I'll, I'll say it again. We had we thought that Baltimore is throwing in the towel or something when they traded away Trey Mancini, oh. and somehow they're better. Stupid. I don't know. No what sense. do we know, Brig? Uh, nothing. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, we know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jewel and I always talk about wanting to be GMs, and I was like, you know what? Like uh, between that and then with the Mariners having a bunch of guys coming back from injury and having like DFA some guys and option them down to AAA, I was like, I would not want to be a GM and have to make any of those decisions. No, not one of them. I agree, but I will because sell hot dogs. <laughs> you could be a minor league GM and sell hot dogs. Get, there you go. <laughs> Get your hot dogs. Get your hot dogs here. There it's you not go. Practicing. Yeah. If anybody wants to hire me to sell hot dogs, let me know. <laughs> He'll do it. <laughs> All right, let's do one more, then we'll take a quick break. Let's talk All about right. the Cardinals. They carpet bombed Denver. They did. That's a little insensitive, but it's true. Because <laughs> it was a 16 to 5 game. <laughs> it ended the Cardinals seven game win streak. That was but they lost 16 to 5. Ryan McMahon hit a 495 foot homer 
for the longest drive by a Colorado player at Coors Field ever. That's saying something. Right? <laughs> there have been some bombs. There have been there some been... major bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Randall Grichik, Randall Grichik went five for five that night. Um, and Miles Miklas for the Cardinals is their starter. He was an all-star this season. He was tagged for 10 runs, 14 hits in just two and two-thirds innings, Brad. Poor guy. <laughs> Holy cow. Ten runs in two and two-thirds innings. Why it's do you like leave your Colorado, guy in? It's like Colorado decided they were going to save up all season's worth of effort and triumph and just dumped it into this game. Well, what they did was they saved their pitching for this game because they've been in some shootouts. I watched a game with them earlier yeah. this season. That was like 14 to 16 was the final or something yeah. like that. They ended up losing that one because their pitching couldn't get it together. But like, I feel like this year above every year in the past, like the course field effect has truly been felt. They talk about it all the time, right? <laughs> the guys hit yeah. really well in course field, but like this year, I'm like, yeah, there are a lot of dingers going out of that stadium this year. And I think that I wonder the Rockies are finally like, we're not going to win any games. Let's just put on a show. Yeah. <laughs> Trot out the worst guys we have in AAA. Just They'll just throw batting practice to the opponents. Everybody yeah. likes to watch home runs. Come on. Yeah. Sell seats. Sell yeah. tickets. Yeah. Fans come to watch their team anyway. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> have you been to Coors, though? I haven't, no. <laughs> Man, it's beautiful. It's a killer experience. I bet it is. It looks like so, it. Colorado has a grand total of 436 win percentage this year. They're 51 and 66, which is significantly better than I thought it was, honestly, even though that puts them at 30 games back behind LA. (laughs) (laughs) We got to realign some stuff. (laughs) Like, we just need a realignment so bad. But what do you do? Do you put all the bad teams in one spot? I mean, that's the AL Central, right? Yeah, or do you or do you put one great team, his you know one perennial winner in every division? Because then they could just mop up the division every year. But then like, there's no it's parody, a catch twenty two. Right? And I feel like baseball has better parity than most other sports. Yeah, just because it's it is so unpredictable. You never know when guys are going to be on or off, and yeah. it's I mean it's the only sport to not have a repeat champion this century. Right. Right. So, yeah, there, it, awesome. it does feel like the Yankees or the Red Sox go every year, but it's because the Blue Jays raise. I mean, the Rays are good, right? Yeah. They go just about every year, but like the Orioles have just been terrible for a long time. They just could not get it hit, and they finally have this year. So, that's yeah. going to mix things up. The Mets have been metting the bed the last several years and having issues yeah, with that. Right. So, there's now that. they're in first place, five and a yeah. half games up. Yeah, yeah. It they was what, I mean, it was like one game there for a while. It was close was until five. they played the Braves. Yeah, once they went head to head with the Braves, then they, then they jumped out ahead. But no, I, I don't know. There does need to be some realignment. I feel like in the Central Divisions, just because they are such, they're like three or four steps behind the other divisions. They are. And Two I don't know what sure. it is. Two steps for sure. Yeah, at least. I don't know because, what it is either. So the Mariners are 62 and 54 and the Guardians are 61 and 53. Even St. Louis on top of the NL Central is 63 and 51. Yep. Whereas the Mets are 75 and 40 and the next second place Braves 70 and 46. Yeah. Even the Phillies who are the NL East third place team is at 64 and 51. That's St. Louis's record is 63-51. Yeah. And that's third place in the NL East. Yeah. Oh. On the Padres in second place in the NL West are 65 and 52 going into today. So it's. Yeah. And Cleveland's 62 and 54. And I, I feel like that's the way it, it's been the last like 10 years, too. And yeah, there 10 is, years. That the central divisions in both leagues are just are just behind the others. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because they can't attract free agents, but I mean guys go to St. Louis, guys go obviously to Minnesota. They go to Milwaukee. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know so what don't it know. is. I'm not Last sure. thing before we take a break, Austin Riley reaches his 30th home run on top of an RBI triple as Atlanta outlasts Boston in 11 innings recently. This is only important because Austin Riley's awesome. 
and he just hit his 30th home run. So there you and go. And he just got paid. <laughs> just, yeah, he did. And he's still earning it, which is awesome. Yep. Good for him. Good for him. Good for the Braves. I like it when the Braves are good. I feel like it's better for baseball just because of the it national is. brand. Because thank you, TBS. So And the geography. Anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into fantasy baseball update. And we'll talk about Keith Hernandez, of all guys. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. If you're anything like me, you wish you could read more, but life has you up and moving at breakneck speeds. Driving back and forth to work, dropping off and picking up kids from school, cleaning the house, and much, much more. When do I have time to sit and read an actual book? That's why I use Audible. I can turn my car into a rolling university with Tom Verducci. I can investigate the 1919 Black Sox scandal while vacuuming my stairs. So if you want to learn from Joe Torre, Jackie Robinson, and Jeff Passan. You can, with Audible. Click the link in the description to get your first month free and support the Baseball Together podcast. Welcome back, baseball family. We have a few more items to go over that are just pressing, and we just can't go without talking about them. First is our Fantasy League. we got to update you on that. And then... Um, We'll jump back and talk more current events. Brad, why don't you give us an update on fantasy? I will do that. I will give a fantasy baseball update. So let's let's start with our matchup first, Brig. Brig and I went up against each other. I'm the Manitoba Man Clowns. Brig is Brigger Mortis. Brig won this one 401 to 377. I've had a couple of rough weeks. Part of it, though, is uh, Julio Rodriguez was out for a little while. Yeah. Um, and I kept him in my lineup because I always forget to update but that's just how that goes. <laughs> He's back. He played a couple games last week. I'm hoping that his contribution will be significant going forward. Briggs' high score, though, was Yuli Guriel with 63 points, and then Jake Cronenworth with 50. Yeah. You kidding me right now? My high score is Matt Olson with 89. Yeah. And then I had Adley Rutschman with 57. Breadth, bro. So, yeah. like I spread I had it no, out. Uh, yeah. You really did because you had... Uh, 49-56. It was after our fourth player, your fourth player outscored mine, and it was significant. Ty France outscored Juan Soto, who had a rough first week as a San Diego Padre. Yeah. By yeah, the by. Ty France okay, is awesome. He is awesome. I'm happy he's back from injury, too. Okay, big league Chupacabra. That's Jewel over the Springfield Isotopes. That is Zip. Uh, Jewel won this one 357 to 244. Jewel's uh, top score was CJ Crone with 67 points. Martin Maldonado gave Zip 45. He also had Josh Bell with 45. And then uh, Zip, or then, sorry, Jewel had uh, Jared Walsh with 55 points. So Jewel pretty much dominated that matchup. Yeah. Jewel is first place in the league, 13 and 4. Zip is, in contrast, last place. Uh, with uh, three at three and fourteen, then we've got the Springfield Nuclear Power. That's Tory. He was he won this one four twenty six over Jason, who is not another fantasy team. He four twenty six to three forty two. Um, Tory's t- uh, top score was Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt having an outstanding year. Do not be surprised if he wins the MVP this year. He also yeah. had Nathaniel Lowe with seventy points. He had a great series against the Mariners, by the way. Just had a great no series. And then uh, Jason's top score is Ryan Mountcastle with 61 points, and then Pete Alonzo with 57. So he's going to need to get more production out of, than that out of Pete Alonzo. Did you see the thing with Pete Alonzo this weekend where it looked like he was handing uh, 
the uh, the scratchers, the scratcher tickets to Buck Showalter during a mountain <laughs> visit? No. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they were probably like scouting reports, but they looked like scratcher tickets. Like like lotto scratch offs, lotto scratch off tickets. Yeah, yeah. that's what they looked like. <laughs> like I'm ninety percent sure they they had to have been scouting reports of some variety. But he handed it to Buck Showalter, and he kind of gave him this look like, "What's this for?" You know. So yeah. it's like maybe they were. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's really it was, funny. It's a funny video though. Um, oh, and I then our last one, we have Grace under fire. That's Denise. Uh, she beat John Harrisburg Charlie's. Uh, Denise won this one four forty one to three ninety four. Wilson Contreras, still a Cub by the way, yeah, was her high score sixty six points. Then she had Frederick Freeman with fifty one points. Uh, John had Will Smith. He drafted him, calling him the best catcher in the game. By the way, uh, Will Smith gave him sixty five points. Then Reese Hoskins had fifty six. I'm surprised he has a single Philly on his roster. With the way he I talked. am too. Oh, yeah. Legitimately surprised you're a single Philly. Um, sure. So that's a, this is another one that's kind of crazy because John's top three scores out, outscored Denise's top three. Their fourth player in line was tied. Uh, that was Seth Brown with the A's for Denise and Nolan Arenado with the Cardinals. They both, for John, they both had 43 points. But then after that, John fell off a cliff and Denise stayed in the 40s and the high 30s. Yeah. So distribute your points. I think we say it every single week. Distribute your points. That is the key to success in fantasy baseball. Um, yep. Don't rely just on one player. If you're so, if you're playing when like a salary cap league, a good idea is to like stay in that middle tier as much as possible. I think is the yeah. way to go with that. Yeah. So I look for guys who play every day. That's my biggest. That's one of my biggest things. If you play mm-hmm. pretty much every day, you only get a you know you get a day off here and there. Maybe there's a lefty at the on the mound and they don't want you to hit against the lefty or whatever. That's it though. Otherwise, you're indispensable. That's those are the guys I like to put on yep. my team. Exactly right. Um, all right, Brig. Uh, why don't you tell us about Keith Hernandez and the Phillies? <laughs> so, speaking of the Phillies. So speaking of the Phillies and speaking of John, <laughs> I feel like John and Keith would be on the same page here. Because Keith <laughs> Hernandez is not like they, he does not like the Phillies uh, at all. He's so he announces he's a broadcaster. Um, for the Mets, and he was during a uh, Cincinnati Reds game recently where the Mets were in Cincinnati. He says, or excuse me, Cincinnati was in New York. He, these are, This is a direct quote. Quote, I've expressed to the front office, not the Mets front office, our front office at SNY, that I hate doing Philly games. So I guess they gave me the series off. <laughs> They're hot right now. I would like to see them, but as far as fundamentally and defensively, the Phillies have just always been just not up to it. <laughs> End quote. And he just he just hates calling Phillies games and hates being there and hates watching them because he goes on to say he just doesn't think they play good baseball. Pretty hot. And you take. know what though? To be fair, like to be fair, to be fair, I think most <laughs> Phillies fans would agree with him this year. Sure, this year, yeah. But this is like he's speaking out broadly. Right. Yeah, that's true. He is. Because this is the thing with the Phillies is that they rely so much on the home run that this like, year, especially, they've been living and dying by it. Well, yeah, Bryce and, Harper's out, Kyle Schwarber's out. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of the season though, that's been like, that's been mostly what their roster composition was this year though, was yeah. guys who could hit home runs top to bottom, right? That's right. With the that's exception right. of Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper, but without those guys, now you're just trying to hit home runs every every day. And that's right. while doing that, not relying a whole lot, like he said, on defense or necessarily a bullpen, like especially a bullpen, especially a bullpen. So. I agree with you. Okay, well let's move on. Uh, Eckersley is leaving the booth in Boston. Eckersley has been a, an, an, a mainstay of Boston broadcasting for the Red Sox. And he's what did we decide? 2003 was his first season? 2003 was his first season in the booth for Boston, yeah. So officially 20 years now. Um, my takeaway from this is this is rough timing for the Red Sox and the organization, the fan base, especially because, you know, he's like the guy. He's their guy. He's like the voice of Red Sox baseball. And now 
he's not. It's over. And he's moving to California to be closer to family and to live out more of his retirement years with, you know, closer to his family. But um, I just think like you got to wonder if the Red Sox had been winning, if they had been successful, that th- maybe this decision doesn't happen. Maybe this decision doesn't happen in August. It, you know, uh, the announcement. You know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah, that's why I feel bad for the fan base in this case. This one and only ever case is that I feel bad <laughs> because it's just, it's just one more blow, it's just one more issue. It is. And I, it's crazy because you think about it, think about the timing of when he came in. He's been the voice of winning Red Sox baseball. Right. Exactly. Right? Yes. So it's like, is there going to be, the curse of the like the Eckersley curse going forward. That's what that was the first thing I thought. I was like, man, Eckersley's wow. been there. They've won how many World Series now during this yeah. time? And now he's gonna leave after a really bad season. Could this be the, the Eckersley curse that we don't see another Red Sox World Series championship until 2104? Jeez. What? Whoa, I don't think dude. That'd be crazy. Something to keep dude. an eye on. Keep an eye on the how the Red Sox play. Post Eckersley era. So for those of you who, yeah, do it. Those of you who don't know who Dennis Eckersley is, by the way, he's a pitcher, right-handed pitcher. He's in the hall of fame. Okay. By the way, he's been an MVP, won the Cy Young, six-time all-star, 1989 world series championship, ALCS MVP. He has two Rolaids relief pitcher awards, career war 62.1. The guy is a uh, career ERA 3.5. Just phenomenal. So if you still don't know who he is, when you look him up, you'll recognize him both his mustache and his mullet. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to stay away from that, but that's how that's you okay. know. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Yandy Diaz. <laughs> Yandy Diaz is so funny because he is visiting Milwaukee to play the Brewers and he refuses to stay at Milwaukee's famous Fister Hotel. Um, the, the building is 130 years old. It's reportedly haunted. (laughs) Hence the, the big issue here. Um, it's well-documented that he's afraid of ghosts. It's also well-documented that the Fister hotel is full of ghosts. And even in, I think there's a new tower, uh, in the last handful of years, they built a new wing and people still are like, no, no, I don't care. (laughs) I'm not going to stay there. He's not the only player that won't stay there. This is nothing new, but it is funny, and it's something we have to talk about just for a minute. Brad, you were saying something about uh, people that come in to play the Bucks. Yeah, so everybody who comes into Milwaukee to play the Bucks in the NBA, they stay in the same hotel, and players all the time, they're just like, it's an unfair advantage because you don't sleep because <laughs> you're afraid of the ghosts. <laughs> I heard somebody last week. I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was Yandu Diaz, but there was somebody, uh, some team – was playing in Milwaukee and they said that they felt a hand on him in the middle of the night. They swore right. it was a ghost and right. it, it gave him like a charge of power. Cause they hit a home run the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that dude sits in the, he goes the fister every time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> funny. Bring it fellas. So, yeah, no, I, I thought it. that was really funny. No, I love the stories that come out of that hotel because everybody's afraid of the ghosts and stuff like that. It's so good. So good. We're going to move on to the Field of Dreams game. Uh, That was this Thursday, last week. And before we get into the Field of Dreams game itself, because we're going to have to, we need to tell you that there will not be a 2023 Field of Dreams game. Um, Apparently, they want to do some construction to improve and renovate. That's the reasons they've cited. And I don't know. I've not been there, so I can't speak firsthand. But, Brad, do you think that this is the real reason? It could be. Um, I honestly, my opinion is that what they need to do while they're doing this construction is they need to install a bandstand. And if they want to get a true Mm. feeling of an early 1900s baseball game, rather than playing, I don't know, rather than playing Lil Nas X over the PA system, they need to have a brass band in the grandstand playing during the game instead. Yeah. Yeah. 
and maybe they institute dress code, have people show up with their bow ties and their po' boys and, and everything, you know. That'd be awesome with bowler hats and fedoras and everything. Yeah. You oh, have that to dress would be up for this amazing. Game. It'd, be, it'd okay. sure be better for TV. It would be way better for TV. So, my, you were saying that you watched the game. I couldn't watch the game. I was blacked out. It didn't matter how I tried. And I, that to me, I'm so turned off now. Like, I, I just, I'm flabbergasted. I know I'm not the only one. There's no way. Right. And right. I am, I am so angry. I don't, I don't know why I'm unreasonably angry, but it is an unreasonable amount of anger. I don't think it's unreasonable. I mean, Rob Manfred's addressed the issue. He says that he doesn't like blackouts. And honestly, like we always blame him. We blame him for all the problems. But when it comes down to it, it's the net, it's the TV networks being like, okay, we want to, we'll have exclusive rights, but this is what comes with having exclusive rights that, uh, that if people can watch it on TV, if people can watch it on Fox on their cable box or whatever, we don't want it to be on MLB TV. Because right. we want people watching Fox because we get yeah. paid for people to watch those ads. And MLB TV cannot have like a direct stream where it goes in and has the game go break to commercials and show Fox commercials because that's not how that works, right? Instead you right, get baseball's right, right. end. So I get I get it, but it is a problem. It's a it's something that Major League Baseball needs to address the next time around when it comes to TV rights, is they have to understand that people are streaming instead yeah. of instead of watching through their satellite dish or their cable box because they're losing they're losing fans they're not tapping into opportunities to gain fans there are people local to seattle i see it all the time on facebook people are like can't watch the game tonight what do you recommend and it's like there's like fobu or something like that um fobu tv or whatever it's called i can't remember that a lot of people subscribe to that because it's basically rerouting your your connection through a vpn so you can watch local tv without having cable and so baseball needs to address it they need to have some kind of language in their in their new deals where people where everybody everybody who wants to watch baseball should be able to watch the field of dreams game next year when when baseball is in london everybody needs to be able to watch those games they need to treat it like the olympics yeah needs to be a time delay yeah and we're going to rebroadcast it in at this time of day so that you can see it even with the six hour issue yeah Anyway, it, it, it's a big problem. There were some other issues that I had with the Field of Dreams game, but I don't think we have time to get into those. Let's move on to Albert Pujols, because as of tonight, it is currently Monday, August 15th, nearing midnight on the East Coast. As of tonight, Albert Pujols has seven home runs, or excuse me, he is seven home runs away from tying Alex Rodriguez on the fourth all-time list in home run career home run leaders. Eight, and he will clinch. Eight home runs, he clinches the fourth place, the fourth slot. But the really interesting thing, and I read this with Sports Illustrated, brought this to my attention. He's also homered off 448 different pitchers in his career. That puts him one way, one away from tying Barry Bonds' number one record of having hit home runs off of 449 different pitchers. And to me, that's so cool. Like, I don't know that it's like the, a world beating record or anything we should, you know, like it's, it, I don't think that would go down in a hall of fame script unless it was, Oh yeah. And by the way, you know <laughs> what it is though, is it's another footnote where MLB gets to erase Barry Bonds and that's what they want. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. As many of those as they can get erased. That's what they want. Yeah. You're right. So, so I, I think it's cool though. That's a that's a cool little thing. Maybe maybe the the Cardinals can try to get some opponents to trot out some triple A pitchers <laughs> like this season. <laughs> yeah. You're already out of it anyway. Just bring a guy up and have him throw a couple of meatballs to Albert. We just want home runs. That's all right, all. let's get into the postseason schedule. MLB has announced the postseason schedule. So this is what they are. Playoffs will begin October seventh. Wild card series, all games on ESPN. Teams will play three straight days as necessary in a best of three series. Then we, on October 11th, we move to the division series. Those begin. The games will be on TBS for the American League and Fox or FS1 for the National League. The NLCS will begin October 18th, Fox on, or FS1. 
ALCS begins October 19th, all on TBS. That's interesting. It's like it's flipped. Anyway, the World Series. Oh, the no, it's, World it's the Series it's begins October 28th. All games on Fox. The World Series again will be. Oh, sorry, the World Series again Thank will you. be on Fox, just like every other year. Um, but no Joe Buck this year, right? Yeah, he's yeah. moved on. That'll be different. It'll be a different experience. Yeah. I'm excited. I always get excited when the playoff schedule comes out because that means we're close. Yeah, we're close. It's right around the corner. It's gonna there's only one us. October. Do you remember that when Dane Cook did? There's only that 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 sketch. There's only one October. We'll Maybe, see if we can find a know. link. Because it's most so of, good. Most of Dane Cook is blocked out of my mind. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. But, no, no, I think it'll it'll be fun. It'll be really exciting. Um, I don't think we're gonna do a live stream this year unless we decide to do one for the World Series, but we'll let everybody know. Yeah, we'll let you know the live stream. But speaking of live streams, you can join us on Thursday nights on your favorite platform between Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. We're over on Twitch. That's right. Not just video games on Twitch. We're there as well. Uh, Thursday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We will go live and we will talk about some of the current events from the weekend. Highlight the upcoming series of the weekend. Brig, tell them about the shop. Don't forget, you can jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com. I've got my official Baseball Together podcast t-shirt on right now. Brad is wearing his not sexy Seattle shirt. Very cool. We have hats, hoodies, t-shirts, etc. Get on there, buy yourself something nice. Don't forget, Christmas is coming up. Here we go. That's right. And don't forget to support Chinook Seedery. They support us, so you should support them as well. They are the best seeds ever. We love them so much. Hop on ChinookSeedery.com. Use code BTPOD to get 10% off your order and support the show. Baseball family, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you can. You can leave comments in the comments section on YouTube or or send us an email in the mailbag on BaseballTheGether.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love to interact. We've been getting a lot more comments on YouTube lately, and it's a lot of fun love it so much the baseball family thank you so much for joining us we will catch you next week